Our friends at Detroit Boxing Company are dedicated to providing high-quality boxing apparel. With fighters and fight fans in mind, their designs are unique and stylish. With their hats, shirts, hoodies, jackets, they are going to make your jab cross hook look even more sexy. They have great classic t-shirts that feature some of boxing's biggest legends. Tommy Hearns, James Tooney, Jimmy Paul, and more. The people behind this company are simply wonderful in they truly care about the boxing community. You have to check out their website at DetroitBoxingCompany.com and see the full catalog of all the great stuff they have available. Scoop up some fresh gear and just make sure you use the code word CoreyCast at checkout and you're going to save yourself a little bit of money. Check out their Instagram page at Detroit Boxing Company and hit that follow button. Just let them know that Corey sent you. My guest today is my friend Gary Dolan. He is the podcast host of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Party Wagon, as well as the creator of the Facebook group, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Party Wagon. With over 11,000 community members, Gary has built a positive community centered around anything Ninja Turtles. Gary is an avid collector painter. He does anything with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and he is a wonderful person. And the best thing about this podcast is it allows me the opportunity to see why individuals get so invested in a hobby or something that they really love because their passion is super contagious. And after I got done talking with Gary, I felt like I was more passionate about the things that I loved. Back in the day, you felt like you had to hide some of your hobbies and interests because you didn't want to get made fun of. But newsflash, it's 2023. No one cares. Everyone loves you. Everyone supports you. No matter what you're into, don't hide it. And that was one of Gary's big things in this podcast was at first he was embarrassed about how much he loved and was involved in the Ninja Turtle community. But why? There's no reason to right? Gary is super passionate about the Ninja Turtles and the community that he's building. And to me, that's really all that matters, that he's a good human and he's just being nice and spreading his love to other people who care about Ninja Turtles. I had a blast with this one, so here is my friend, Gary Dolan. It's really, I will say, StreamYard is super easy to use and it's worth, uh, there's like an entry fee and then there's a professional fee that's like absorbently high. But this gets the job done and I now have a file when we get done with this. I have a file that I could save and download and upload. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I know we're recording. How, can we make, can we swear? Are there swears oh, yeah, on us? For sure, yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> can say swears and bad words and stuff. All right. There's no, uh, I'm not catering to a child audience <laughs> or, or, uh, if it was like a real estate minded podcast, maybe not so much, but it's, uh, kind of all cool people that I like to talk to really. That's um, what we do. We do. Amazing, yeah. We have amazing friends. We'll talk about that. Yeah. That's well, the cool thing is when, uh, we met, honestly, Gary, I can't, I don't even know how we met through Instagram, social media, some path, some venture. Dude, I don't even remember like we friend groups, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm probably friend groups like from Chris Smith to just how small of a street Syracuse really is. Yeah, we pretty just, much. Our lives just intersected. And uh, one of the cool things I loved is like Ninja Turtles is such like a, a passion for you. How did you get into uh, Ninja Turtles? So this is one of my favorite stories uh, that means a lot to me. Um, so hopefully everybody's got the best audio possible. And by the way, for anybody who's watching, I'm looking to the side because that's where Corey is on one of my screens. So <laughs> um, I tried talking to the camera and I hate doing it. So yeah, I know I feel a little more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. I look like a, ro like a robot, um, but you know, I'm about to be 36 next month. So I was born in 87 and it's one of those things that uh, when you're born, you can't, I mean, you're a child, you latch on to things. For me, it was Ninja Turtles, Nintendo, uh, and Power Rangers growing up, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, my earliest memories are Nintendo and Ninja Turtles. Like, that's like my earliest memories, Ninja Turtles, pretty much. So, um, being very lucky, I grew up in a family that uh, had money, 
I was an only child adopted by my grandparents and um, they were very well off and I, I was spoiled, spoiled kid. I got everything I wanted and <laughs> turtles was a thing, man. You know, yeah. turtles was like the thing and it was turtle mania and I, and I got everything I wanted Ninja turtles. Right. And uh, later on in life, um, you know, skateboarding became more of my life. And we did the, the, as growing up as kids, we like to destroy things. So I don't know if you did it, but we definitely um, put turtles on skateboards, launch them in the air, broke Heck toys, yeah. you know, stuff like that. My grandmother was like, I was like, I don't know, 13 or 14. She says, I get home from school one day. She says, you're going to grow out of these one day. We're going to get rid of them. And all of my turtles were in trash bags. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were going to be, they're do- being donated. I think they got thrown out, oh. but that was it. You're going to grow out of it one day. Turtles aren't going to be your thing forever. That's what she said to me. And um, things stick with me. Uh, specific things in my life, words stick with me that I don't ever forget. And I remember that. I remember the, the time, the place, the whole nine yards. So I think that's what really like burned it into my brain. Right. So when I got a little older, one of my first tattoos that I got, uh, this is an oldie one. I don't know if it's going to show up on screen. Oh man, this is one of Jamola did this. I can't resurrected. I got a Raphael tattooed on me back in like, Oh, eight, Oh, seven, Oh, eight. And I went home. I went, I went and showed my grandmother. I'm like, I'm never going to grow out of Ninja Turtles. Now it's on me forever. And like, and I was always, I was still in the turtles regardless. So yeah. So like, it was one of those things that I was like, she told me I'm going to grow out of it. It's like, you tell someone, no, it makes them want to do it more. Right. Exactly. That's just really what it did. And you know, at our age now, it, it's really nostalgic. Um, it brings back a lot of great memories. Uh, there's a lot of people our age that are in the toy industry that know that people our age really just, we spend money on things that bring us back to our childhood. And there's a lot of that. And we were in that generation that we were catered to cartoons to sell toys. So we were kind of pre-programmed to be this way. Yeah. Uh, in, in my opinion, thankfully, uh, these companies exist because I'm surrounded by turtles. You can see some of them were uh, all over the place. Right. Um, and that's really what it did. And uh, during the pandemic, uh, community started to pop up and collectors started to pop up and I was already collecting. And it, it's just it's a great escape from from reality. I don't have children. Um, I have dogs. <laughs> uh, so they count I have a lot of kids. Yeah, so they count as kids, but uh, I got a lot of just extra money that I can that I technically don't have to spend on adult things. Uh, and I just buy turtles and I just have yeah. fun. And that's kind of the long story is my grandmother ruined it for me. Uh, by <laughs> that, that one time she she did it. And now that she's gone uh, four years ago, uh, four years and three weeks, um, my grandfather has to deal with me with his bullshit. <laughs> so he, gets the, he yells at me uh, for all the money I spend on turtles. So. Now, was it uh, the cartoon, the comic, or the movie that you were first introduced to? Cartoon, 100%. Yeah. Uh, never was into the comics. Uh, I have a reading comprehension disorder, so I have a reading disability, so I never oh. was able to do the reading uh, until recently. I've been reading the new comics, but uh, it was definitely the cartoon, and then a uh, real sappy moment, uh, the 1990 movie, still to this day, is I watch it all the time, and I will always tear up because I'm just happy. Yeah, they, they they are pure tears of joy, and it's just it really just transports me back to a, an earlier time in life when you know when, sh- when stuff didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and it's just I'm just kind of kind of getting teary eyed about it now, just thinking about it. Like I love that movie. It's the yeah. first one and the second one, but the first one specifically, you know. And first one's got the best line ever. A wise man once said, "Never pay full yep. price for a late pizza." <laughs> yeah. Yep, dude. I, dude. Okay, so that saying is so iconic that it's now one of those things that bothers me really I hear it so much yeah i hear it so much that yeah. pizza dude's got 30 seconds it's like yeah i see that everywhere there's t-shirts people in the groups are always saying it and yeah. i was like man <laughs> well, you have, you have always been into collecting even uh like even when grandma tried to throw the toys out you still did you like prevent her from throwing them out or did you lose all those toys? So I had, uh, I don't know if you had one of these as a kid, people listening might've had these. We had these awesome toy chests when we were kids and they were like, they were like five sided, four sides in the top. And they had like artwork on them. And I had a Nintendo one had super Mario brothers, three, uh, legend of Zelda, stuff like that on it. 
and there was just a toy chest. It was made out of like like plywood or something and pictures on it. But uh, I had a couple of toys in there and ready for this. I had a Primal Rage Red Raptor. I had a Jurassic Park Pterodactyl. I had a troll figure, which was like the big buff ones that only moved on their hips. With and he was like in a full army <laughs> gear, orange hair. Yeah, uh, this is how my memory is, man. There were um, <laughs> movie Raphael left leg and right arm, the rubber ones. I don't know why. Huh. Uh, and then there were a couple of just vintage toys, like the skateboarding Michelangelo. Um, they had like the helmet on and the knee pads and stuff, and he came with a skateboard and some little um, skates. Um, so there were a couple, very few turtles in there, specifically that one. And then there was another Michelangelo caveman, Mikey, um, from the dinosaur caveman line. Uh, those were in there. Those are the only ones that I, that, that survived. Oh, um, wow. Nothing else. Nothing. Oh, I lied. And there's one more. There was a, there was a space Usagi Ojimbo where I broke his head off. And my grandmother glued it back on. Uh, Ooh. so I still have that too. Somewhere around here. You still have it but, somewhere, but yeah, everything was, <clears throat> everything was gone except for that one bin. And that bin ended up being sold to Patrick Milligan, who runs Retro Game Con here in Oh, uh, so I don't know if he sold it yet, but I sold it to him so he can resell it. I when you helped me move, uh, I sold a ton, almost all of my Nintendo memorabilia to Pat. Oh, uh, so, that makes so sense. So he can sell them at conventions because I didn't want to move this stuff. Yeah, right, right. You don't want just let's get it off your hands so you don't have to bother with it, right? Yeah. There's uh, something to be said about uh, used to be like to collect him this has that escapism for you that the toy aspect right it takes you back to a, an older time i think that's why a lot of people love like video games and movies and books it's a form of escapism that you get to uh kind of get lost in your own world right and that's kind of what you're doing with with the collectibles really i agree yeah it you know it i get made fun of for it you know and i i kind of roll the punches it's not one hey, of those Gary, things that bothers hey, me. Dude, fuck those people who make fun right? of you. Like, um, you can have your thing that you like to do, and as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, who cares? I, I mean, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I'm judgmental on things sometimes, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, they're, they're in the same boat as I am. It just kind of helps them get through the day, and, yeah, you know, and, you know, and people make fun of me a lot. You know, I'll, I'll tell, I keep saying, you know, I'm sorry. You don't know. Oh, don't I'm worry. talking no, to you about it. Um, uh, I study politics a lot. I study human, um, like human, the human mind. I'm blanking on what just, just how the human mind works, decisions. I've been doing it for like 10 plus years. Um, I have a college degree in, in uh, applied science and in graphic design. And part of that applied science is finding, figuring things out. So part of my, my daily regimen is I like to learn. A lot of people watch TV shows. I watch like educational things. Uh, I watch a lot about cults, um, you know, the Manson family, um, the, you know, um, the Davidians in Waco and like oh. stuff like that. And I like to, I like to try to get, I like to learn and t learn to get in the minds of, of the way that those work cults, because I like to study cults and religion, which is cults. Uh, I like to try to like figure out how it works and how all like everything, how the, how the mind works, how people are swayed. So um, a lot of my days just like that. So when it comes down to like, the turtles and such it's like people judge me based on my hobbies and taking photos of toys but at the end of the day like i'm really like i i'm, I'm smart you know i'm not just a turtle guy <laughs> you're learn. also uh genuinely happy i'm like you're, you're just enjoying part. yourself man for the most part we can talk if you want I, I we can talk a little about into that uh if it helps yeah. helps the fan base but uh yeah. not always happy yeah but um, the thing is you have this uh, you have your collection that gives you like this creative outlet because it's more than collecting for you, right? Like you said, photography too. So you're like doing a lot of cool. Do you mind if I pull up your Instagram and show yeah, I'd love a couple to. things? And while you're doing that, like I keep, when I'm talking, I'm always looking around, right? I've got maybe like 20, 30 toys sitting on my, on my desk right now that I work at all day. Uh, you know, and I'm always just running around with like I got Casey Jones here, fun little, like, custom i did and then like this one everybody's losing their mind on right now we'll show the camera this is the unmentionables casey jones which i'm having a blast having a blast with that one now Watch did you casey do jones. anything to the did you paint it yeah or so, make something for it what did you do to him yeah so this one uh, specifically um his pants were brown his shoes were brown he had an over he had a he had a he actually had like a, a button up underneath here that i took off i put suspenders on him 
Um, this jacket itself, I repainted and I also melted it with heat and remolded it so it would fit him a little better. Uh, the hat was repainted. You kind of see there's probably some, might be able to see some marks on him. I'm not sure, but the hat was repainted and the head didn't go to this character. The head, I actually ended up having to do a head swap, which was a lot more work than you'd expect. Uh, so, you Impressive. know, it's, it's really a full repaint. They call them kit bashes where you kind of take toys and you, you, you take them apart and you make new ones and you repaint them. This one's got a little bit of sculpt on it. This is just sculpted put with putty. So they're like just fun little things. Oh, I like can't to even do. tell. That's cool. Yeah. And it's just, I'm on meetings all day. So like part of my ADD that I have is I can't focus on something. So I have right. to, I have to focus on two things. I have to do something and then I have to listen to the other thing. That's how I learn. Right. Yeah. I just posted that one earlier today. That's something that I yeah. hated. <laughs> You hated it? Yeah. I was reading yeah. the caption, right? I made this yeah. a month ago. Wasn't happy with it. Which yep. seems to be like a running theme. And never posted and, it. But look yeah. at this thing, dude. This thing's and cool. I, I died. I actually died that, that jacket blue and it barely held up. And you, you're not going to see it. But my fingertips are blue from posing that today for those photos. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> the dye is still coming off. Okay. So you, how do you determine what figure you're going to pose and what to put on it um well i mean posing is posing really comes with uh the photo that i want to take and i like to be as least complex as possible because you, the focus has to be whatever you're taking the photo of kind of like that with that casey jones right. uh, i could put him in a crazy scene but instead i just kind of want to focus on him so people can see the detail and such um so posing is really everything and posing is just up to uh, thanks for the like uh, okay. posing is just up to like what kind of ideas I think might work. Right. And uh, when it comes to painting, it's all Hell random. Yeah. yeah. So that one I do with a bunch of people that I've uh, that I've uh, tagged in there. Um, that is, do you know, iconic scene that is. No, uh, it looks like Spider-Man, right? Yeah. If you click through the if you click through the the actual photos. Uh, so we, every oh, two weeks, scene. yeah, every yeah. two weeks we have a challenge in the TMNT collab, and uh, we that this was uh, iconic movie scenes. Uh, that's cool. Stuff. So like that's what I came up with. Um, that's cool. So you get like a new toy, and then you try to do like just like mess around with it with a camera and try to scene it out and everything. Kinda, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I'm a child. I have to buy two of everything because I'm scared of moving the joints around and them getting loose in my posing. So uh, I buy one for the shelf. And then I buy usually buy an extra one down the line that I'll do photos with. Uh, That's I like cool. Yeah. That's cool. Do you have like a pile of ones that you've been meaning to get to to paint and stuff? Um, actually, no, no, I'm, I'm, I am like for the once in my life, I am almost, I have four turtles that I got a commission on that's sitting behind my, my couch that I got to do for someone. Uh, he wants them to be like spacey robot futuristic, cool. but I have no, I have nothing. I have nothing in the old noodle. Yeah. So they're just sitting there in a box for the past two weeks. I, I don't know what to do with them. And I'm so not going to come to you with a commission too. Like if they want, if they have an idea for their Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if people have like ideas and such, I, I you know, I let, I have them send them to me and I'll paint them for a fee uh, or wow. I'll put them together and such, which is fun. Um, one thing I just announced today. So I did this Casey, we were just talking about for the unmentionables, which is a comic book from the eighties. And everybody's obsessed with it. But the problem is to procure the pieces for this figure, it's going to be about a hundred dollars for the pieces. Um, so I told, so, and if I was to charge it, like if I sell this one, it's gonna be like 120 bucks, make a little bit of profit. So I put something out into the world right before our call today. And I said, I'm only going to do 10. I'm going to put out some positive energy. If whoever wants to buy the pieces, you can send them to me. I'll paint them for free. I'll put it together for free and I'll send it back. Um, as long wow. as you cover the shipping, I'll do all the work for free. So you can have yours on your own shelf. Cause so many people wanted this. Wow. So wow. I'm just like, you know, I, I wanted to put some good karma out there. I'll just, I'll, I'll paint it for free and I don't mind. I don't mind doing it. I enjoyed doing it and I want to see that on other people's shelves. That's pretty cool. And how did you learn how to paint these things? Cause these are really cool, man. These are like works of art, to be honest. I've always been an artist. I've always drawn uh i was never oh, that really makes sense, at, i was never really good at painting like acrylics and such yeah uh, but uh i started to do miniatures uh warhammer 40k 
back Bro, in 2012. When I get off the call with you, I'm painting this guy. <laughs> there you go. So what happened was that my original, my, my, my job before I got my current position um, in 2012, my significant other cheated on me and it was devastating for me. And, for sure. and everybody was like, you're talented. Why don't you try painting miniatures? So I started doing Warhammer 40k miniatures and I got really deep into it. I never, I played one game. I hated it. Um, but I loved painting them. Mm-hmm. And then I started painting those Nintendo Amiibo when they came out because then smash brothers had the different skins. Yeah. And like the st- so I would just buy them. I paint them blue. I paint them red and then people will buy them. And then I started doing Funko pops when Funko pops started to get really big. Oh, and, wow. uh, yeah. And then one day I have them right here. Uh, I was like, I found this Casey Jones, uh, in my collection and I was like, Hey, I wonder if I could paint this. And this is what started it all. So wow. I started just repainting figures. Wow. And, uh, so it's all just been trial and error since you started painting the the Warhammer figures. Yeah, you know, and you just kind of evolve and you get better. And it's just like anything. You just, you do get better with things. Um, you're going to fail. Yeah. You're going to fail. Um, right. You're going to be unhappy with things. There's like that splinter I'm not happy with. Uh, I'm not happy with my blue turtles. You know, like there's, there's stuff that you're not going to be happy with. Right. Uh, but, but it's all part of the process. It's all part of the process. You, you're not going to, you're not going to knock it out of the park every time. Dude, I've had this understand. thing, this, uh, it came in a paint kit. Like a week ago, I told myself, I was like, I would love to get into painting miniatures. I need some kind of like creative outlet, like painting, drawing or something. So I bought this like a week ago to paint this little beholder looking guy. Yeah. And, uh, he's been staring at me for a week. Cause honestly, I'm too scared to start it because I'm a perfectionist, dude. I'm right. like, it, but it w- it's going to bother me that I'm going to have to let go and just have uh, some Bob Ross happy accidents. Right. Check this out. <laughs> All right. So I'm, if, if you can, can you bring the Instagram back up? Is it still yeah, up? Yeah. All yeah. right. I'm going to, this is going to be a, this is going to be for anybody that is just getting into painting, including yourself. Uh, and it's a cheat. All right. Scroll down a little bit for me. Uh, yep. And I will tell you where it is. We'll keep going a little bit more and it's coming up. All right. See that Leonardo right in the middle right here. Yep. So that's a miniature that I painted recently. And if you scroll through, you'll see all the different turtles that I did. So these were, um, these were small. These were, I don't know, to to scale like that big. They were, they're so cool, dude. Two, three inches, maybe. Yeah. Um, So those were miniatures that I painted. Now it's not the best job. But those some holothons. Um, so here's the trick to anybody listening, right? And I always I always like to be very transparent. Don't buy cheap paints, number one. And what I mean by cheap paints is I've got cheap paints here. These little bottles from like Walmart and oh yeah, like yeah. that craft smart and apple something and all that folk art. What you want to buy is you want to get citadel paints, which are uh these little guys. You can buy them on Amazon, but you can usually find them at a local shop. Now they're expensive. That's the thing. These are this little guys like four bucks oh. and they come in different styles. There's base, there's layer, there's shading, stuff like that. So here's the trick. Here's how I did those turtles, right? So I spray painted them black, all black, just matte black. We were good. And you do it. And what you do is a technique called the dry brush where you put paint on a brush, a, a, like a kind of a bushy brush. I'm going to drop stuff here. Kind of like a bushy brush. Yeah. And then you, take a paper towel and you get as much paint as you can off of it. So there's barely any paint, right? And you do this with gray. Then you dry brush the model to where every little tiny brush puts a little bit of paint on it, just a little bit on the edges. Yeah. Right. Or maybe a little bit more than the edges, but for this, you put a little bit more on it and then you, you get a different brush. You get white. Then you do even less dry brush on it. So you've got black, you've got a little bit of gray and then you've got a bright white on the far on the edge. And then you buy this new paint that Citadel puts out. It's about eight bucks. It's called contrast paint. Yeah. Trying to focus it here. It's called contrast. And it's a little bit bigger than the one I just showed you. So four bucks compared to eight bucks. This is acrylic. This is more of a uh, oily kind of paint. It's like thin, right? Super thin. So what it will do is it will not do anything to the black. It will actually just make the black darker. But the gray and the white, it will apply the color to it and it will in a gradient it. Oh. So when you look at those turtles, 
if you look at like Leo's head, I just dry brushed it. And then I put that paint over top of it and it made that beautiful texture by itself and that gradient. So all that is, is just that technique I told you about. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. It's all about so, that dry brush, right? Yeah. So the, the dry brush is awesome. And then the red, the blood on his blade, I just use a standard red that I had here for it and it's a very it's a very liquidy blood kind of red so it kind of shows up uh, a little bit liquidy a little shiny uh, nice. so it just looks really good but anybody that's like that cares about this kind of stuff um that's part of why i said i have a um, applied science degree you you figure out um you figure things out you find you you work smarter not harder that's the right. way i work right do you have any painters that like you love to watch or uh, maybe, maybe follow on YouTube. Yes. So there's a gentleman on YouTube, uh, does machines. It's D U Z machines. Okay. Uh, does machines is one of the best artists when it comes to painting figures I have ever seen. I, I talk to him all the time. Oh, one more time. Uh, does machines. It's D U Z machines. And their logo was the old toy machine logo. If you're familiar with the toy machine skateboarding logo. And, does machines. Yeah. So does machines is what I aspire to be. I am not that good, admittedly. I, yeah, I lack the patience. Squidmar. I watch a lot of Squidmar. That guy likes he paints a lot of Warhammer stuff. Does he? Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, does a machine? I'm just writing that down so I remember later. That's cool, man. It's it's a cool craft, and I think uh, what scares me is like having to start over. <laughs> having to start over in a in a hobby that i know nothing about yeah being... um it happens yeah but it's good it right it's good for you it's gonna happen with that that uh blue splinter yeah right right uh, i got now, some goof off sitting here goof off I'm gonna just strip that paint baby strip oh it strips the paint right out oh, in, oh my god i uh i put Right before I moved last year, I wanted to strip a, sh a shredder figure that I wanted to redo, and I didn't want to like have to sit there and rub it all off. So I put him in a little like container, filled it with goo go with a goof off, covered it up, and, and the next day I came out and it looked like you're. I was trying to dissolve a dead body. He like <laughs> he like ex expanded, all his joints opened up, and he started to smell and it turned. It was disgusting. <laughs> hey, well, it's all trial and error, right? Yes, especially when you're painting this kind of stuff. It's. It is, man. And you learn the techniques is are it helps immensely. Um, look at something, figure out what you want to do with it. Uh, and a lot of times you can dry brush a lot of it, man. Dry brushing is just the creme de la creme. That's figure. that's what it is. It's the dry brushing technique that I've I've seen that. And then there's yeah. the uh, it's like you said, the shader. That's what the, all that is. I painted this map. I painted these pants black. And then I just dry brush gray. That's it. Dang. Did you use any of that shader on no. it? No. I use this really crappy apple barrel black. Whenever I'm doing something black, I use the the, the crappy acrylics. Oh. And then I use that gray. That okay. that crappy craft smart because surprisingly, this this gray covers very well. Normally it doesn't, and then the black covers anything. Oh right, right. A lot of times when you buy that paint and you're trying to paint, it's it's a little oily and it. Uh, you end up pushing the color around. It, you you want to like the way that I look at it is when you want to put a color down, it's almost like using spray paint where you hit the spray paint on the wall. It's that color. That's how I want my paint to hit. Right. I don't want to move it around. It's almost like taking a, a dry brush and moving um, like house paint around and you're just moving it instead of covering. Right. That's right. how I look at it. Interesting. What a cool craft that you've like honed. How long were you, when were you painting the Warhammer figures? Uh, 20, 2012, 2012, 2012 and then 2013. Wow. And then cool. I played one game, didn't like it, sold the whole set. <laughs> really? And then ever since then, you've just been painting. Yeah. Yeah. I That's mean, cool. it was kind of silly, but I sold the whole thing, man. Yeah. It was... and now it's turned into, are you doing commissions on like a lot of commissions on Ninja Turtle action figures? Yeah. Yes. And no. Um, Every once in a while, I'll allow someone to hit me up and say, hey, can you do this for me? And I'll say yes, uh, and I'll give them the price, and you're usually pretty good. I'm doing one here soon. This is a, this is a, No one knows about this. Uh, I'm repainting all of the Turtles in a Game Boy color style. So the Nintendo Game Boy versions yeah. of the Turtles are just yellow with like gray and black squares. Yeah. 
I'm doing that uh, for interesting. Somebody. Um, that and that's because it's it's a fun idea. I've never done it, and he's like, "Hey, can yeah. you do this?" I'm like, "I never thought about that. That sounds fun." So yeah. that's when I'll do something like stuff that. that gets you excited. Yeah, most of the time, I just do stuff off the top of my head, and if someone wants to buy it, they'll buy it. A lot of times, they don't buy it, and I usually I'll put something up for eighty bucks. I'll sell it at thirty a year later because people don't want it. Right. Um, that's unfortunate, but. Uh, when you really love to do something and then it starts to feel like work, that's when it loses its charm. Yeah, right. Amen. Amen. So um, when you do these these figurines, it's usually like a collaboration of ideas or somebody approaches you with a sick idea. Sometimes, yeah. So yeah. like this Casey Jones we've been talking about, um, I've been like obsessing over that book the past couple of days. Oh, okay. And and I was just sitting here and I'm like, I'm looking at a Casey Jones up there that I did that was similar. And yeah. I'm like, I gotta have a body around here somewhere, like as a body. And I I did. I did a Dr. Loomis from Halloween. There um, you go. And you know, here's here's your old Dr. Loomis head, just kind of hanging out right here. <laughs> Chilling <laughs> so, on your desk. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's head there's heads galore. Heads I just, everywhere. I could just keep putting putting my hand down, picking up heads. Look at this, a gargoyle. You know I mean? Yeah, dude, we could just you can go on for days, baby. Dude, that is amazing. We got heads for days. <laughs> um, heads for days. I got heads upon heads. Dang. So anyway, um, what I was saying was, uh, yeah, I was just sitting here and I was like, man, I really want to do something fun. I want to do this. I've been obsessing over it. And I had this Dr. Loomis body in my closet. And I was like, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to try it out. And and it was a, a day of, as I was telling you, meetings. Uh, so I was listening and I was working at the same time because that's the way I can, that's the only way I can pay attention. So I did it while I was on meetings and I just had a spark of inspiration and it just happened. Wow. That's, that's how most of my things happen. That's really cool. Is there, what is in your collection that you are the most proud of? Out of customs or just in general? Just in general. So you can't see them. Uh, I'll turn the camera just a little bit. Oh no, we're turning the lights on. So right here is a full-size techno drone diorama Whoa. can't really zoom in on it so the reason it's my most proud is because during the pandemic i got into 3d printing and i uh really wanted to teach myself how to 3d model it's the first thing i ever it's the first thing i've ever 3d modeled in my life you 3D uh, modeled that whole thing yeah taught myself how to do it um cut it into pieces Printed it piece by piece and painted it. And I have a life-size model and uh, very proud of it. Where do you even begin with a project like that? So the inspiration came from the company that makes these toys, NECA, N-E-C-A. They they made one out of foam and had it at like the Comic-Con, like New York Comic-Con 2019 or something. And they had one on display. So I, I searched for a week straight through as many photos as possible. I could find on the internet, people that went to New York comic con that took photos of it, get as many reference photos as possible. And then I just, and then I just started modeling. I, I took those reference photos and I started building out of blocks, square blocks. That's it. Really and very basic. Um, and I just made it from that. Uh, and then you print out a piece, you hope it's the right size. And if it's not, you have to print out another piece. And, um, I started with uh, with some of the computers to make sure they're the right size. And at the end of the day, they ended up being very close uh, after three tries. Three tries. Yeah. Mind you, one of those computers was 17 hours to print. So, Dude, that's what I, it takes a long time for these to print out, right? Yeah. That's just one one computer piece. So, Wow. Uh, the dude. only thing I had to outsource was the floor. My printer wasn't big enough to do the floor. And yeah. one of the one of the people in the community, his name is Joe, reached out to me and he said, hey, uh, I'll print them for you for free. So I gave him the files for free. So he was able to print his own. So he has one, too. Nice. That's cool. After you made that. Yeah, you I never sold it. I never sold it. I, you know what I ended up doing? I ended up giving it out for free. I posted it in our group uh, and I let them have it for free. I actually did the same thing, Corey, with let's see if I can bend it again. Um. This right here is the is uh the second thing I 3D modeled, which is the cover of the first Ninja Turtles uh, comic book. Dude, uh, that's cool. So I, I I did that one, and I just I give them out for free. I I don't look to profit. I like to share in the joy. You put positivity out in the world, man, or in the universe, it comes back to you. So I think that is um that's a good way 
to look at like the community that you've that you guys have built on the TMNT party wagon on the flag that you got. Struggled back. on there that is one. A, Dude, that's a huge Facebook group. There's like over what ten thousand people in that group. Yeah, yeah. Despite what um, the creation, it says created three years ago. It's only a year old. I created an old group during the pandemic just for local Syracuse collectors. Yeah. Um, and we had forty nine people in it, and we just it just died out. We just we stopped. It's I closed it down when I created the new group. Uh, I didn't want to have to do all the rules again. <laughs> so I just reopened the old one. Uh, but yeah, the party wagon grew. Man. The party wagons grew to almost 11,000 people in um, a little bit over a year. And now, what do you think attributes to just the, the amount of growth that, that that's seen? It, it's really the positivity. Um, with any kind of growth, you're going to get people that don't like you. Um, the group I came from, they don't like me um, because I didn't, I left, or I didn't let leave. I, I stepped down. Uh, Cause I didn't like the way that they treated people. Uh, so I ended up stepping down and left that, but we're really, I think it's just like, like I keep saying, what you put into the universe is, you know, what you really get back. And I've noticed a trend that when I do step away from the group for a little bit for, you know, my personal health um, and not being dedicated to it, that stuff kind of does go off the rails. Um, the other admins of the group are amazing and they do a lot of great stuff, but I, I'm a shy person, but I, I feel comfortable putting my face out there, making videos all the time, um, buying and reviewing things and just making a lot of posts and sharing the joy. And I think it's the positivity that we put in. And like I was saying, when you get so big, uh, you're going to get haters. People are not going to like you for whatever reason. And honestly, and this isn't to be rude to anybody, everybody so far that has come after me negatively, I've done my research on. Like after the fact, because I'm resourceful, and it turns out every one of them, if not on doc, not if not documented, but people that know the people and that person in their community, ends up having some kind of mental disability. Not like yeah. a like not like a bad one. Like they they just have they, you know, some kind of mental breakdown type situation, or you know, they're a fireball and it's attributed to you know mental mental health stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. You know, and yeah, you have to nurture that. You really have to nurture that. And you, you can't hold it against people because everybody's different. And I think that's what really helps the group grow is that we don't, you know, we we try to be as open as possible. Obviously, you got a few bad apples that you got to take care of, but um, we just really love what we do. And we put a lot of work, a lot of time, physical, actual time of our lives into that group. Yeah, it's very interesting, especially when you, when you grow a group, uh, exponentially as quickly you said in a year i mean over ten thousand followers in the group is is pretty substantial i mean it's crazy to see what you've amassed and just putting out positive forward thinking content do you think that has helped it grow bigger yeah that's a big part of it uh, we also try to like lean towards a drama free environment every so often some drama kind of gets in there and i i attribute to it uh because with people that don't like you, there's going to be, um, you know, thing, people, things being said about you, uh, which is kind of a bummer and I'm getting better at dealing with it. Uh, but work in that, progress. It, yeah. Always a work in progress for me. Um, yeah. something happened today. I, tr I tried to be nice about something and I was met with negativity and then I got mad about it. Um, <laughs> so whatever. And when you guys are getting new people to your group, how do you expand that base so rapidly? Is it from word of mouth or is it more like a thoughtful approach where like you're skimming the TMNT hashtag and telling people to join the group that way? I don't know. Well, we always had a goal to hit 10 K. That was always like our goal. We wanted to do 10 K in the first year. And what we would do is when um, NECA or TMNT, the turtles like Instagram or Facebook would post about anything we would tag the group in it. Hey, come join us, you know, come uh, hang out with us, you know, jump in, join the wagon, whatever. So we'd have some like fun little catchphrase with it and you get people coming in. And then another thing that I always loved doing was uh giveaways. Ah, uh, the giveaways. The giveaways are great. I was actually supposed to, uh, I was supposed to close one out at eight o'clock. <laughs> I just realized oh, no. we'll wait. We'll wait. It's fine. Um, but we're giving away, uh, I moved it, giving away a Batman toy. Cause I wanted to do something not turtles related. Yeah. Um, but we always do giveaways and I, I come out of pocket with a lot of it. People donate a lot, which is really cool. They're like, Hey Gary, can you give this away? And I'm, you know, it's awesome. It feels really good. Speaks so to the positivity. Really yeah. So we just kind of like, we kind of annoyed people for a little bit and 
and then it turned into a word of mouth where uh, there's a lot of toxicity in the community it, it, with toys, anything there's toxicity. It's a bummer. Uh, and people be like, this doesn't happen over in the party wagon and they'll tag the group or something. And then you'll start seeing people come in. And then one of the greatest things I ever did. And if you check out the, our website or YouTube, I've done, um, I've done a, a, a interview with him, but he's also an admin now, but the mad hatter, uh, early on in the group, I reached out to him and said, Hey, can I send you some customs I made? Uh, and you can review them on your channel and just give us a shout out. I really appreciate it. And he did. And he attributed to, I'd say, well over 30, 40% of our group. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. You know, and, and what, is, did, what does he do? Um, so he reviews toys on YouTube. That's um, cool. He does, he does toy reviews, toy news, stuff like that. He's, he's like, he's more of a, like us. He's uh, a smoking gun. Uh, he's not like your normal, like kiss ass reviewer. He will be like, this shit sucks. Look at this. Sh-. And you're like, and you're like, yeah. he's pretty open. I love him. Near pretty as one of the greatest guys ever. His stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so that really helped. I reached out to some creators early on and they really helped promote the group. But what we learned, uh, it's not about the quantity. It's the age old quality. quality over quantity. Yeah. Because as you get more people, you get more bad actors, you get more headaches. Yeah. Um, I look at other groups on Facebook. Um, I run another group on Facebook called the um, Official Figure Collectors, TMNT Official Figure Collectors or something. It's got 24,000 people in it. Um, so, yeah, I do other other stuff. Uh, nice. But like groups like that or groups, um, another group I won't name just because they're the ones that always, you know, drag my name for some reason. Um, they have 18,000 members that are in there now. It's the one that I used to be a mod in. And we have more group activity and group interaction at 10,000. Right. Or 11,000 now. So people are, are in both groups are preferring to come to us to post and all of that. Um, they're, you know, the, really the whole thing is it's, it's a more, it's an inclusive environment and we just really appreciate everyone that we really do. It's not, it's not, we don't make any money off it. We just really love to do it. It's a great escape. I was going to say, if it's something get, you guys do for fun. Yeah. If we can make that escape for someone else, that's a win in our book. That's literally, that's straight up how it is. And the adventure that I've experienced, um, I'm just eternally grateful for when it comes to being able to meet people and meet the community, meet the creators, become friends with the creators, stuff like that. It's just insane. It's meeting cool people with uh, very similar interests to yeah. you. And it's not, is it uh, more than just Ninja Turtles? Is there other collectibles? Yeah, so... I feel like a lot of what I've seen, and when we sold your house, you had the whole room of just Ninja Turtle stuff. Yeah, it used to be a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. Turtles has gotten so crazy, you got to focus on Turtles. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, 99% of my collection is Turtles. Uh, NECA does the Gargoyles line. So we, we that's why one of the things I held up was a Gargoyles head. I just picked up uh, Brooklyn yesterday. Sorry, Broadway. I picked there up Broadway is. yesterday. Yeah, that's, that's one cool. of the heads on them. Um, but that you know, it's a side figure. One one of the things I get, and then every so often I'll get some random ones like Toxie from the Toxic Crusaders. Whoa, you know, and these ones are fun because they have hitting it with some black light, and you kind of like get some like red. <laughs> you know, cool. it's just it's fun stuff. So yeah, man, I yeah. I I, I, uh, I cool. delve into different lines every once in a while, but space is definitely a situation and. You know what this house looks like. I'm I'm confined to my one office. April let me have the top floor. So <laughs> yeah, one room is enough for all your stuff, Gary. Yeah, it's it's the point where I might need more. Um, I might need more. <laughs> but, How do you go about purging that stuff? How do you know what to get no, rid of? Is it just when I'm you're not, not attached to it? I am. I'm attached. I'm not purging any of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, real, it's really how it is. For anybody that even cares, if I can move my camera to like one of the walls, um, <laughs> you know, that's like Dude, it got bigger since we sold your house. Yeah. And Dude, that's, I, got, that's and, awesome. And I'll be embarrassed to show you the floor kind of down there because there's just there's no shelves up. So NECA's coming out with a sewer layer, and I've been trying to save the bottom shelves for the sewer layer. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So I haven't, I haven't put shelves up down there yet. And but. NECA is the one that makes all the Ninja Turtle toys? Are they the ones that have the exclusive license for it? They don't have the exclusive license, no. They do... Oh, okay. They do a lot of the like the accurate toys. Oh, look okay. just like the cartoon, look just like the movie, look like the comic book type things. Um, yeah. Super Seven, I collect. They do everything you and I grew up with, uh, but in adult form. 
they're called ultimates they're 55 bucks a figure and they're like highly articulated that's actually what this is this is a super seven okay but they they're based off the original toy that we grew up with and they have like knee joints elbow joints they can fully pose they've got like fun little act like just a fun little slew of action wow they just recently got into the gi joe line and i bought one even though i don't do gi joe what what about it made you want to snag that the GI um, joe is it just a brand you're gonna laugh i uh i had 55 bucks in credit at a local comic shop that i had to spend that day and i didn't know hey. what i wanted hey that <laughs> so works bought, so you know what i'm like i'll see how it is i'm a i appreciate the articulation and the craftsmanship that go into them that's we'll cool. Try I'll see how it yeah. is. That's cool. And with these action figures, is there anything that you've gotten that you never expected you would pick up? Like a GI Joe toy, like maybe that kind of would match up. Is there something that like you never? Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> he says one second. I have something oh. here. He's got quite the collection. That's for sure. Elf. <laughs> Elf with a Pepsi can. Yeah, NECA, <laughs> NECA did this. It, this is a NECA figure. So the guy, the director at NECA, his name is Randy. I talked to him. He's an acquaintance of mine. He's one of those guys that like he loves the monsters. So there's a monsters line of the new from the new oh. movie, the Rob Zombie movie, right? He loves Elvira. So we have an Elvira figure. He loves all these random things. We have a dinosaurs. Remember dinosaurs? Yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. Mama or Nakamama, whatever. The, yeah, dinosaurs are coming out. That's um, cool. But this is the one, this is like one of those ones. This and uh, um, the Gremlins. I have uh, the full Gremlins uh, Mogwai set. I have all the Mogwais. Wow, that's cool. What is that one of the big like creators, distributors of toys? What was that? What, what was the brand name? NECA, N E C A. NECA. And then you said something else after that. It's one of the what line of toys? The Gremlin ones? Oh, Gremlins. Yeah, I have the Mogwais, which are the, not the, the mutated ones the one before if you feed them oh. after midnight you feed her after midnight then they yeah. turn into like the, the gremlins but i got yeah. the, the mogwais i got gizmo you know i got all of them dang that's so cool it's so cool what a really cool collection and a really cool hobby I, i've I haven't met anybody who has a love for ninja turtles but i mean dude everyone's got their thing behind me is my dnd books yeah so i got i like to collect dnd shit too everybody's got their their thing you know dungeon master Corey. that's I, right dude. So D, about dnd right maybe i can c convince you into this D do you have a meta quest yet no what is a meta quest vr vr headset. oh yeah yeah no no i do not okay. have one okay so there's this game on there called demio d-e-m-e-o all okay. right everybody watching this make sure you hound Corey to watch this trailer it's called demio it's a vr dnd game where it actually you sit you sit at a virtual table and it like it, it pretty much pops up it looks like fucking Diablo, and you play a D and D style game with your friends and it's and none of my friends will play it with me so I haven't bought it yet but I don't oh. like D and D I don't have the imagination for sitting down and doing a real Dungeons and Dragons game but if I could play something in a video game with people like that where I could see it and do the the campaign I'm like I'm so sold on it and no one will play this it with me. This looks cool. It looks like a, uh, it looks like a totally uh, table, just a virtual tabletop. Yeah, and your characters move, and there's like animations, and you can like, move. it's 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 awesome. It looks really cool. It's got great reviews too. So, Dang, I don't know. That is, I talk I, into getting one. That's one of the things that um, is really exciting in the space of D and D right now. They are talking about launching their new virtual tabletop. Is like Roll Twenty. It's always been a thing. They saw how successful Roll Twenty is. So, was is that the, the is that like the TV table? Yeah, it's like uh, well, a lot of people will use their virtual maps in Roll Twenty to set up their TV table. But it's a way that you can play Dungeons and Dragons virtually, like in a Zoom session. But you have a oh. map, you have tokens, you have character sheets, everything in a on a web file, basically. And um, so D and D is making its own. That looks like this because it, it looks like a table. It looks like it's a tabletop game where it's this perspective that Demo is is showing. D-E-N-E-O. Yeah. -E Gary's yeah. right. If you're a fan of D&D, &D, you should probably watch this trailer because when I get off, I'm going to watch it. I'm just like <laughs> it's quickly cool, watching 10-second snips in between you talking. <laughs> I just I just don't have an, I don't have an imagination. I'm not a board, guy, board game kind of guy. 
But if it's a video game board game, I could play it. If the rules are already programmed and I don't have to remember the rules or people can cheat or, you know, stuff like that. It's just for some reason with my short attention span, I can't do it. So with that, it's it's gonna it's gonna you know scratch that itch for me, <laughs> and still get a chance to play D and D. Yeah, because it's not that I don't want to play D and D. I just I it doesn't look fun to me. It doesn't compute in your head. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's I, I'll be you know I have I have ADD, ADHD, ADD is all the same thing now actually in a medical term. Um, I can't pay attention long enough. I really yeah. can't. It's okay, man. It's you and a lot of other people. A lot of other people are the same way. They can't pay attention for very long. <laughs> oh man, especially when I, when you when you're in a room like this and there's stuff everywhere, you're always just looking around like a, like a wacko when you're like trying yeah. to do something. Well, it's all about uh, escapism. Some people yeah. like to escape and uh, relax and paint their Casey Jones action figures, and I like to pretend I'm a paladin, so, uh, <laughs> adventuring through Sword Coast and the Forgotten Realms because yeah. that's that's what I am. And we're in a great age now where this is all stuff that we used to have to keep secret right like this yeah. is all used to stuff that you'd be like embarrassed to admit to your friends yeah but now the social norms i think are more opening and inviting now than ever and it's really easy to find a community that matches a hobby or an interest that you might have man dude it's crazy you know it's you look back at like society and there's always been nerds star wars star trek stuff like right. that you know what i mean right but now it's there's a stigma though like in the set like if you like star wars you're like you're a nerd like it was a yeah. stigma now it's like a, it's positive when someone calls when is. someone calls me a nerd i'm like yeah hell yeah hell yeah, yeah. i am <laughs> yeah so i'll tell you that's not what i was gonna say do you, do you know what i think started it i'll be honest with you like i what? my buddy juan and i've talked about it quite a bit it's all because of the sam raimi spider-man movie the first one are you sure it's not big bang theory <laughs> um <laughs> the look on your face was worse than when i said I, that i admittedly used to like that show um but uh no it was the spider-man movie is what yeah. did it that that was the first like real successful um like comic adaptation yeah that really went mainstream and then we got you know the extra spider-man game spider-man spider-man movies we got the transformers and then it was really spider-man and then the transformers the michael bay films that paved the way because when you yep. and I were growing up, you told someone you like transformers, you got made fun of in middle school, junior high, high school. Yep. Now it's everything and everybody can be themselves. It's, and I was going to say like, it's weird because you look back at the eighties and you see how your parents grew up or however your parents, like my parents were eighties um, kids. Yep. And then you like, look at them growing up. You look at the rest of society growing up around your, around your parents age. And then before them, our generation is completely different. For sure. Completely different. You know, yeah. being someone that was born in the late 1900s. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were. Yeah. Um, it's crazy how everything has kind of changed. Like, I, I'm 36. I don't feel 36. Yeah. That's really what it is. I feel yeah. young. And it's also, um, I think society is just almost like, not, I guess not given permission. Because, I mean, you can be whoever you like, what it's easier to to like cool, unique stuff more than ever. I mean, if you like collecting Ninja Turtle action figures, guess what? There's a podcast. There's a community tailored to help you find that. And if yeah. you like sewing, guess what? There's going to be a sewing podcast, a sewing YouTube channel, a sewing TikTok. Wherever your heart takes you in hobbies, you can find a community that shares your interests, which I think is the most beautiful thing about the internet. Maybe a lot of negative shitty things about the internet, but at least you get to meet some really cool people that share similar interests with yeah. you, you know? And what I, what I tell people, so we run the group on Facebook and there's kind of a stigma on Facebook. That's always been there, but I, the fall of Twitter has really helped us. But um, <laughs> the, with Facebook, people are like, I don't want to make a Facebook. Cause I've met a lot of great people on Instagram and they're like, I don't want to make a Facebook. I don't like Facebook, but the algorithm, let me tell you, you join a couple groups in the things that you like, you interact with them enough. Uh, you like stuff or you comment or you share in those groups. And then the algorithm puts that stuff on your feed. So like when I sign on to my computer or when I open up my sign on my computer, what the hell are we talking? I'm on my phone. I open my <laughs> phone up. I look up Facebook, you know, it's TMNT. It's TMNT. It's music. It's TMNT. It's Corey. It's TMNT. 
my racist aunt. It's TMNT. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, the, you know the, the racist aunt swings in there every yeah. once in a while. But right. you know, at the end of the day, it's like it, it, I open I open it up and it's curated to stuff that I like. Yeah, so, that's that's cool. People people get a little nervous about that stuff, but I love it, dude. It's the same thing. Like when I open up Instagram or Facebook, it's this. It's like jujitsu, Dungeons and Dragons, martial arts real yeah. estate like it's all these cool different categories and it's all mixed in one place it's like why i fell in love with reddit when reddit was around when it first came out i was like this is cool i could find any sub community of people that fit my niche perfectly and now you have a tailored feed that that meets whatever you're into yeah the one thing my phone's gonna hate me for this because it's just gonna feed the problem but uh, I don't know if you know, uh, Brandon DeFabio, one of my close friends, sings for a band called Pure Bliss, and they're actually on tour right now. Uh, mm -hmm. One time, this dude brought up hymns at a lunch. Hymns. Hymns. Boner pills. Uh. And, or, <laughs> he brought it up at lunch once. My phone heard it. Constant. Constant get ads on Facebook for him, and like I'll be showing April something. I gotta explain to her right there's a hymns ad just popping up on my phone. Like it's gonna it's gonna kill me right now, but like my phone's listening right now. But yeah, so you know, turtles, racist ant, boner hymns. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny, dude. Oh, that drives amazing. me nuts. Oh, that's awesome. What? Uh, where can right people? I was, saying, I was gonna that? probably look at my phone right now. Oh, announcement from NECA Universal Monsters Casey Jones already got it. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, How do you get ahead of them. these things? Is that like an announcement that I released today or something? You already scooped it up? Um, they just like they're late to announce some of the things, it seems it's weird. Uh, uh but it's cool. I got one, but nope, we got uh aged wine. Aged I guess wine. aged wine for the straight edge guy. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, an Allegra. I've been sneezing all day, so now I'm getting Allegra ads. Uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, so if anybody wants to join the TMNT Party Wagon, you have a website, tmntpw.com? Yeah, we have a website as well uh, where you can do see checklists, find partners uh, that are artists and other collabs that we do with people. Um, some TMNT community members have online stores. They sell pins, T-shirts, stuff like that. Uh, we have discount codes for them. And then Toy Stores, the last Toy Store is a company that we uh, partnered with. And uh, we do 10% off if you order from them as well. Yeah, those are some of the checklists we do. So you can keep track of your turtles and did some high so did some high res scans. Nice. And then yeah, the checklists are pretty fun. Uh, if they load up, there it is. So this is something I'm gonna shout out Steven Joseph in the group. Steven um, runs this website. Uh, he did a lot of this. And a lot of the photos uh, put on there um, are from me, some of the newer ones. So part of me buying the new figures is I got to make sure I take photos uh, of right. them for the websites. And you have like fun little checklists and see what you're missing. That is cool. What a sweet. And it gives you a link right from the website to join the Facebook group. Yep. He really wants you to join the group. <laughs> yep, that's right. So, Which I'm going to do right now. You're not in the group already? Nope. Oh, it's a fun time requested did you read the rules yes gary yeah. told me so that's how we know where people come from somebody uh one of the questions on there says how did you find out about the group and a couple people the other day joined and put tinder 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 okay. yeah i was like what <laughs> all right well that's now my answer so i don't know one of our i don't know one of our admins might be on tinder there we go well oh, that's no. now my answer to join the party <laughs> Thanks, Gary, for doing this. This is cool. I learned a lot about a sweet hobby that I didn't even know existed out there. I appreciate your time, dude. Definitely, man. Anytime. Let me touch on one last thing for you. Sure. What do you got? We had at the top. You said I was a happy guy all the time. Yeah. Right. So for those who have sat through this far, all 56 minutes of this, right? Uh, I suffer from depression and suicide. And I might be happy all the time, but you know, it's one of those things that people talk about. It's like maybe, maybe they're not. And I always like to touch on that when I talk with people um, because it's something I do for, I do in work and help out with people. I'm not on medication. I don't do any of that uh, for me with ADD and ADHD and stuff like that. My brain's always going late at night. If I'm trying to fall asleep, I'm, I'm not doing something before I fall asleep. Uh, I get negative thoughts. It's just how it is. Um, no matter how happy or great my day is, sometimes I just slip. You slip into a darkness. It's just, it's hard to describe if you don't suffer from it. 
Um, and I just like to let people know, like it happens and it's not something you should really care or you should worry about. Um, and I'm telling you, Corey, cause Corey, you didn't know. Um, no. a lot of people don't know, but, uh, you know, I've attempted suicide multiple times years ago, 10, 10 years, 10 plus years ago. Um, not anymore. If, the best thing to do is think about it, talk about it with people because it's, as we we're saying, we can all be ourselves now. We can open up, talk about turtles, talk about D and D. Be an adult. You can't make you know it's it's how it is nowadays. You can be yourself, be your individual, um, and you can talk about problems that you might have. And I always like to, you know, let people know that there are people out there to talk about it. For me, um, what helped me was telling my grandfather about it, who I thought was going to judge me immediately. Instead, open arms. Didn't expect it. Talked about it at work in a seminar helped even more. Uh, depression kind of went away for about three months, sparked up past couple weeks. I don't know what it is. I don't know what triggers it, um, but just know, you know, it's it happens, and it's nothing to be ashamed about. And please talk with people about it. If it's a family member, if it's a psychiatrist, if it's a friend, uh, no matter how happy your life may be, honestly, look at the way we what happened with Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. No one knew yeah. that it would have happened. So um, just something I like to, I like to just kind of leave on a note. Sorry. We're, we're, we're ending on a, uh, no, 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 depressing note, but it's a very serious note. Now with you uh, having the experience of uh, being in that position, what can uh, people around you do uh, to show that they love and care about you very much? Is it just listening, uh, being a shoulder to cry on? Is it, uh, should uh is it better if we check in weekly daily you know it's that it's definitely different from everybody and my experiences can be different than what everybody else experiences because there are different levels and um you know for me for me i want to say that the ability to to talk to people about it is what really felt good and for people that are around you um like if I was, if I know someone's depressed, you, you teeter on, well, am I bothering them asking them about it? You know, how are you doing yeah. today? And I have someone that does that who regularly asks me, how are you feeling? Right. Um, do it. If you piss them off, you piss them off, but they at least know someone's thinking about you. You know what I mean? Um, and for me, um, like I said, it happens late at night. Sometimes I just got to get out of bed and just go sit and stare out the window for a little bit. It's when, for me, it's when your mind goes blank and it's really hard to explain because I, I know other people have it the same way, but you, you start to, for me, it's like my mind goes blank. And then I start thinking about like a death situation. I'm not religious. I don't believe in stuff. Um, but I am kind of spiritual. Um, but I think about, uh, like a, like a blackness, you know? Yeah. And the, the thing is for me is that I don't think like if whatever happens happens, but in my mind, it's like, well, if it happens and I'm conscious and like, that's a, that's a, something I can't get out of my head. It's like, well, after I die, am I conscious? Do I know it? And then, and then it, it falls into a blackness. And for me in my brain, and it's weird how to, how I describe it. I, I, my eyes are closed. I'm, I'm all of a sudden shooting through the universe. I'm passing through stars and then I'm black. And then black compounding. I feel like it just keeps happening. It gets darker and darker as black as it get to where I start. And like, I have to snap out of it and that's what I do. And that's how you stop it. That's how you get out of a dark place for me um, is you realize you're in the position and then you, you tell yourself, get out of it. And then I get up, I go take a walk, look out my window, get get some water, shake it off. I'm okay. Pattern interruption. Yeah, you yeah. got you. You can if your brain is already going, you can sneak in there. You can <laughs> go right in and just like wake up, stop it. <laughs> so that's just my little fun little darkness talk about um, trying to help people out the best I can. Um, well, just remember you. that if um, something did happen to you, Gary, there's a lot of people would be sad if you weren't here, and if you had left this earth a very long time ago, that the community you created, the people, the friendships you've made, none of those would existed if you had left this earth many moons ago. And uh, I agree. Yeah. the world is a, is a better place with you. 
and you, the listener of whoever is listening to this, make sure you check up on your friends and let them know that you love them because it's 2023 and other dudes can tell dudes that they you love tell each them. other. You love each other, man. <laughs> no, it is, you know, so, you know, hang in there. Uh, you know, no one gets out of this life the same, you know, no one gets out of it differently. So make the best of it, make the memories, you know, there's no race to get out of it faster than anybody else. <laughs> That's a that's a beautiful way to end the podcast. Yeah. I think we're gonna end it right there. Gary, you're the man. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Anytime, I'll be back. You let me know. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Corey Cast. I really appreciate the time that you spent listening and even listening to the full episode to get you to this point. I just want to say I'm just so appreciative and so thankful that I have so much love and support for these episodes. If you want to be a guest on this podcast, reach out to me. I'm always looking for new people. Let's talk about what you're passionate about. Let's talk about your hobbies. Let's give you a positive platform to talk about the things that matter to you. Do me a favor. Make sure you hit subscribe, like, follow, leave a review of the podcast. All those little things will help this podcast grow because without you guys, there is no podcast. And I am just so grateful that you're taking the time to listen to it today. Thank you so much.